You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Like, welcome all the way back to BXB, (laughs) the Bronx Baseball (laughs) Podcast. Keith McPherson, Chris McMonigle. We have missed uh, three to four weeks. We're coming up on almost a month. Uh, I want to apologize for any loyal listeners out there that uh, feel like we might have abandoned the podcast or just completely stopped it. Um, I had to move in the last month. I have a five-month-old baby who um, we cannot afford childcare for yet. We cannot afford a full-time nanny for yet. So (laughs) since my job is at night, Uh, I'm in the position that I'm available to take care of my son during the day. And I like doing it. I don't mind um, spending that time with him because I know this time is limited and he's already growing fast. So I don't hate it, but it does complicate things for me as far as scheduling podcasts or interviews or anything during the day. I'm on on bottle, nap, diaper duty. Uh, I'm sure C-Mac remembers. And then plus you have a baby, too, so it's really tough. You have to do everything. Final diapers and then plus a baby, so you you got a lot to deal with. You have to do everything, and like I said, I don't mind it, but it's just like it's hard to say, okay, I'm going to be ready at 3 when he's screaming and yelling at 3, and we've kind of missed the mark with – it's not all on YouTube. My schedule's been thrown up in the air since the start of the new gig, so we've been sleeping. Yeah, that's been too. on. We've been on opposite schedules, so uh, yeah. Uh, apologize to anybody, but uh, hey, if we were going to miss a month, why not a month of meaningless baseball to miss? That's uh, tip. If this, <laughs> this would have been last year, we would have uh, found a way through all the diapers and sleeping to get it done because we've actually would have been talking about meaningful baseball, uh, but we haven't been. Uh, exactly so, right exactly uh, right like uh, i'm not gonna hold you like there was no urgency to get to the pod because it's like what are we really doing here a lot of people have already decided this season is over uh, i know i did and um what we'll do on this show well, i'm a little under the weather so i don't want to you know be congested and blowing my nose and sneezing the whole episode which i will turn my mic off and do here and there but We'll try to hit the stories and the series and the topics of conversation in the Yankees universe that went on through the last month. And C-Mac will give his reaction after I throw him out there. And if I disagree or have something to add, I'll interject. But I think that's a good way to catch everybody up. Uh, Going into this week, obviously, we have the Toronto Blue Jays coming into town. So the series that we missed, we go all the way back to the National Series, August 22nd through 24th to this past series in Boston um, where the Yankees were able to win. So you ready to go, C-Mac? You ready to go all the way back in time? Let's go into the way back machine, August 22nd, right? So uh, Greg Allen, DFA'd, Billy McKinney disappears (laughs) to the IL. Those guys, second tours of duty end. 
mm-hmm. the Yanks were swept at home by Boston. Judge yeah. debuted his Jordan cleats, and he had the right. one ring picture and the pink cleats. Yeah. One and done. He wore those one time. He went 0 yep. for 4 with three strikeouts, and they lost to the Red Sox. You never saw him put those cleats on again. But yep. um, going into the National Series, we're on a nine-game losing streak. and uh, Or we're on an eight-game losing streak. And yep. the story is nine games, and we're starting to get historic. If they go to ten games, we're talking about the polo grounds. Um, the kids were called up, but it was just Peraza and Pereira. And the Yankees were back home. I actually went to that one game they won where Judge hit three homers, but I put that series on Tommy Canely. Chris, can you remember what you were thinking around that time? Uh, yes. Yeah, stop throwing change-ups. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I put Tommy, that on his, his one pitch. He's got it's he's he's gotten a little bit better since, but he went through that stretch where he was really bad blowing games because he was doing nothing but throwing that changeup. I know he loves it. I know it's his best pitch, and it's a good one. But he just you know he got into a rhythm there. But what I think about there is really the end. I was much more optimistic uh, than you were. I, I still had some belief in this team, but that was pretty much where it really that nine game. Because if you look back on it now. If they go 500 during that time period, we're having a different season even right now. I mean, to lose all those games, that stretch is really not the defining moment of the season because it was it was bad way before that. But that's really what knocked them out and made this last month meaningless was that was that nine game losing streak. So when I think back to it, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hearken back to the judge stuff and the three game sweep against the Red Sox and really the one bad cold start that you can even remember. I mean, he got he got lit up that Saturday. I was at I was I was at the stadium that day with my kids, and we spent more time in the play zone jumping on uh, giant sized peanuts than we were watching the the game because Cole got lit up early in the game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, when I think back to that time, it was the worst brand of baseball they played, and it's really what put a nail in the coffin of the season. And since then, I mean, they played better. They've won what fourteen of their last nineteen. They're one of the hotter teams in baseball. The kids came up. And change the feel around the team instantly. And some people got crazy. I, I would still get calls. They're going to do it. They're only seven games back, and you know, they're going to they can they can win all these games. They still have six with Toronto and all that. But uh, that nine game stretch really put a nail in the coffin of the season. And then it was just let's see the kids. And it became enjoyable for a while just to sit back, relax, and then watch the Yankees. But yeah, that National Series was the end of that stretch of just miserable baseball that culminated in really killing the season. Yeah, so then after that, they go to Tampa. Clark Schmidt's dad, Dwight Schmidt, flies the plane from Newark to Tampa. I bet that's the only time that's ever happened. Uh, Players' dad flying the team plane. I thought that was cool, and I thought that was good to, like, break up the uh, tenseness, the no fun that the guys were having. I'm thinking maybe they go down to Tampa and they tap back into that rivalry, and it sparks something, but they end up losing in Tampa and uh, that's when – well, they won the first game, which I guess they, they won had the, first the, game. the right vibes. They, yeah, and then, but that's also when uh, Rosarena doesn't like getting hit, and there was some of that tension between the teams that's really been bubbling since 2020. Uh, but it, it brought a little fight out in the team, and just you were looking for some sort of life from them at that point coming off that nine-game losing streak. Uh, but ultimately, it, it has one of the more embarrassing moments where, where Lowe says they're a last-place team – Right. We don't have anything to gain from fighting with a last place team. And it, and he was 100 percent right. And it's not that it already hadn't sunk in. But that comment, it was kind of just like, yeah, that's where we are. There is no point in the Rays bothering with us because we are not worthy of them. 
And then I remember there was a moment there in that series or in, in this whole thing where Rosarina gets hit, he goes on first, and you know he's pissed off and he's going to steal bases. You know it. You know he's going to run. And the Yankees were helpless to stop him. Yeah. He just got on first. He stole second. He stole third. He ended up scoring a run. And it was just like they will do whatever they want to do, and the Yankees cannot stop them. And it was one of the more low points where it was just a realization of, yeah, we're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, the team's miserable. Yeah, it's been this horrible year. Yeah, we want to fire Cashman and everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Miserable season, worse than 40 years. But ultimately, it came down to the Tampa Bay Rays, who spend a, a dime for every dollar we do, can do whatever they want, whenever they want. And we can't stop them. And it was just like, oh. I mean, it was just a low point of uh, I know it's it's a couple of stolen bases from a great player, but it just gave up that whole vibe. Then the comments at the end of the game, it was just like we're beneath the Rays. Like even when you felt bad and you would argue about the Rays, it was always, well, the Rays are now on our level. The Rays have done mm -hmm. such a good job and they spend uh, you know pittance to what we do. And we're the same. We win divisions. They win divisions. We have series where we beat them. They have series where we be, they beat us. But where they've managed to come onto the same ground as the Yankees. And this year it felt like we're not on that same ground. They have completely overtaken us. The Baltimore Orioles have completely overtaken us. And we're battling with the Red Sox to be the worst team in the American League. And they can do whatever they want. And they cannot fight us. They can fight us. They can steal bases. They can hit home runs. They can win games. They can lose games. It doesn't really matter. They don't think about the Yankees. And that was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, that was the uh, last weekend in August. The Yankees hadn't won a series in mm -hmm. all of August until they go on to Michigan, to Detroit. And uh, if you can't beat the Detroit Tigers, come on. And I remember thinking yeah. about, you know, they can't go the whole dog days of August without one series win. Okay, they get the series win in Detroit. And, uh, of course, they can't sweep them. Glaber Torres throws the game away in right, extra right. innings. Yes. Um, but I was just like, it's too little, too late. But, but I think oh. a lot of Yankee fans celebrated around that time. Josh Donaldson being put on waivers, the end of his time here. And then mm -hmm. some Yankee fans were disappointed in Harrison Bader being put on waivers before yeah. um, September 1st. So that was the 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st yeah. in Michigan, a four-game set. Yankees take the first three, can't sweep. Bye-bye, Donaldson. Harrison Bader, thanks for yeah. your time here. Oh, and Anthony Volpe, 2020 season as a rookie. Good to see it. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bader thing had a couple of different levels on it. Obviously, you hate when you hear. I think it gets overblown because things happen so fast. But he hears about it, you know, watching it on ESPN before he knows. He's not even sure what waivers are. Like, you'd like to think that the Yankees would have been able to have a conversation with him. But Chris, do you that, remember yeah. last year in the postseason that he didn't know he was leading off one of the games right. in the ALCS? Yeah, so me, yeah. Maybe it's something. Maybe, Some, maybe. Um, I think it was Lauren Shahadi ran into him yes. in the hallway. And was like, "You yeah. ready to go tonight?" And he's like, "Yeah." yeah. I was like, "Like you're leading yeah. off," and he's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, maybe he's the one guy who doesn't check in. Like, I, I and they don't search him out. I don't know because you're right. That's two separate instances where he doesn't understand what's going on. Now he doesn't know what waivers is. He's a ball player. I get it. But ultimately, it was the right thing to do. I mean, give him a chance, move on from him. You knew they were going to be calling up outfielders. You know, a lot of people screamed, oh, trade him. They should have traded him at the deadline. Why would you just give it? You could have got something for him. Fair, but 
they wanted to try and chase it still. Like, that's just where they were. They weren't ready to give up on the year. And I don't know what you get for Harrison Bader, but they did ultimately the right thing. Uh, a once, you know, it's amazing how quickly things happen because when he's hitting five home runs in the postseason, I know he blew the ball in in um, in the in the series against Houston. It leads to the home run, and they lose that game with Cole on the mound. But other than that, he he was a terrific center fielder who looked like a gamer and looked like someone who, all right, you know, maybe he's a two fifty hitter, a two forty hitter, even the entire regular season, but in big moments. And then there are even times this year he comes off the IL against Tampa Bay, hits home runs and gets him into that series. And it just felt like, wow, he uplifts the team. Like the, the team is better when Bader is out there. He's an important figure on this team. And then he went through an absolute malaise like many guys did, but it quickly became obvious. He was not going to be the center fielder moving forward. And it was time to bring up the kids and, you know, the Donaldson, you know, people get hung up on this stuff. <clears throat> we want blood. We're so mad. Like he was gone. You knew he wasn't coming back, but we like, we celebrated, that he was DFA'd on like as if it was it needed to have it was some sort of significant it did nothing for me. I it did like, nothing for me. I mean, oh wow. <clears throat> I never thought Cashman would admit failure like that. Who cares? Whether he admits it or not, it's hanging over his head. We all know it was a failure. And then of course he hits a home run, was in his first game with the the Brewers. The triple A Brewers yeah. or whatever they're affiliated. No, 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 I no, I think with the Brewer Brewers. He came up oh, did he? I, Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't see I think, that. I know yeah, he hit I, one, he <clears> hit one in triple a when we were facing the brewers and folks thought that he would potentially be up with milwaukee for that weekend we'll get yeah, there in no a sec. yeah yeah no he hit one uh after that brewer series i think that's uh, what he up. does he just didn't yeah. do it enough for the new york yankees and uh so what that time is over it's a technicality yeah. when i saw that i'm like okay good it's a transactional type of thing like he's a quote-unquote veteran they're giving him an opportunity to catch on elsewhere with a team mm -hmm. that's in it because the yankees were not Okay, the moment you've all been waiting for, Labor Day weekend, 2023, the Martian lands in Houston. That is the highlight of the time that Chris and I did not do the podcast. If there was a yeah. time to do a podcast, it would have been after that. Jason Dominguez has an all-time debut as a Yankee homering off of a nemesis, the first swing of Justin yep. Verlander. Amazing. And uh, – all the hype is real. The Yankees yep. go on to sweep Houston. I, I was not expecting a Labor Day weekend where I can't sit down and watch every game, but I'm on my yeah. phone. I'm in the bar. I'm checking the score, and they take all three in Minute Maid Park, and some fans start believing again. Um, we'll talk oh. about that series, and then we'll talk about Hal Steinbrenner and his comments <clears> that came out after that. But what did you think about the three in Minute Maid Park? Yeah, the I mean, Yankees hit and pitched. Yeah, uh, it frustrated me. I mean, honestly, this it's this is the year you want to stick it to the Astros. I mean, and you go on that nine game losing streak and made this irrelevant. And now this is when you want to step up. I mean, listen, it was nice to see the kid play. It was unbelievable to get that home run. And, you know, doing the podcast now, you can't help but have the, the injury in the back of your mind talking about him. It kind of sucks the juice out of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But. Yeah, I mean, his arrival. He's one of these kids, like for me, it's always been Volpe and Dominguez. Peraza right. kind of made himself. Peraza wasn't a always a big-time prospect. Like the minute they drafted Volpe, big-time prospect. The minute they signed um, uh, the Martian, greatest thing you've ever seen, switch-hitting kid, runs like a deer, he's the next Mickey Mantle. Like that was right away. Peraza was not like that. He worked his way up and had nice years. 
Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, same thing. I mean, you know, never heard of him until they called him up or he had a, he had a good month before they called him up last year. Even Wells. I mean, you heard of Wells, but it was, eh, is he a great catcher? What do you think he is? Like the two prospects for me have been Volpe and Dominguez. Those are the two guys I wouldn't include in trades if I were Brian Cashman. Those are the guys we've been waiting for. And it felt like 2016 when Gary Sanchez, who you heard about forever with the Yankees farm system, an incredible power hitting catcher, the raw talent is just unbelievable. He would have up and downs, you know, in the minor league system, but ultimately you heard the name forever. And he comes up and takes the league by storm and hits 20 home runs in 40 games or something crazy like that. And damn near wins the rookie of the year, only playing a quarter of the season. And it felt like that. It felt like, all right, man, look, we've been hearing about this kid forever. Yes, we saw him in spring training. Yes, he had some home runs, but ultimately I I didn't think we'd see him this year. And for him to come out and immediately just make an impact and feel like it, it rejuvenated the team was special. It was a special few days. It was a special weekend. And then even coming home, hitting home runs. What I will say is, though, I was surprised, and I know it's on his glove. I don't know how I feel about the Martian, and I'm surprised that it caught on. I'm surprised he plays into it as much. I'm surprised it's like that. I mean, he's the Martian. He really is. I didn't think – I thought that would be a fun little thing that would go the way of the Dodo the minute he comes up and plays I, in the major leagues. But he's, I was he's, surprised that the, the Yankees social media leaned into it right yeah. away. Yeah, uh, they were calling Yankee Stadium area 161. They had yeah, all of it. The, they yeah. had this like Marvin the Martian, <laughs> yeah. like graphic, like Looney Tunes yeah. graphic. I'm like, OK, yeah. the, the Yankees are embracing this whole Martian thing. I guess they were prepared yeah. for it. They're leaning yeah. into it regardless of what the kid does yeah. on the field. I knew from his I've been following him on social media now for like three years. It's the Martian emoji and an avocado emoji. The kid likes the name the Martian and he likes avocados yeah. and you know, they said he got the name because the sound off his bat with him hitting the ball was out of this world. Right. And he's a freak of nature, what he does on the field. He yeah. won't be doing that on any fields anytime soon. No, unfortunately, but, uh, his his UCL uh, ligament was not a freak of nature. It's very... Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about it now so we don't have to go back to it. Yeah. I just, when that happened, I'm like, this is what... This is what the Yankees do. This is just part of it. I don't know if it's a higher power, the baseball gods. Just as you like got that. excited about this kid. I went... And saw his fourth career home run uh, against the Brewers that Friday. And I stepped away for one second and I couldn't get back to my seat before he smashed the ball. But I saw it on the TV and I got back to my seat as he was rounding the bases. And I'm like, okay, this is a this is a guy that could hit like 50 bombs a year. Yeah. He's 20 years old. He seems like he's already arrived. I'm like, yeah. great. Like, that's our center fielder for the next X amount of years. We don't have to worry about that. And um, I don't know exactly how he yeah. tore his UCL. Um, uh, Lou from Astoria, who I, I take calls from on WFA, believe none of what you, you hear, half of what you see, claims that he hurt his elbow doing the celebration with Judge. You know how they like slam their elbows together <laughs> and, and Stanton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. They're like, he said I, he heard it from the Dominican community. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, my it. God. I don't know. If I, it was I heard. I don't know when it was, but either way, he's out. Well, the, the issue is because then it brings it brings into question too. like everything, like everything somehow works into how the Yankees do business. Right. Everything. So he gets hurt. I, I think on in the Astros series, they right in the in the Astros series, he felt it. Then there was a throw at Yankee Stadium against Detroit on a on a a, a guy try, a, a run scoring at home, and he made the throw home. 
and he and apparently felt it there. But then they allow him to play with it. It you know it's it's you know it's just should they have checked on him if he if they sat him for a week would this have stopped the injury? Like it's always just fire everyone. How do you allow this to happen to a young kid? If you remember, it happened to Gleyber Torres too. It happened sliding into home plate in the minor leagues, and he uh, he had his he went head first into home plate, and the catcher in his arm got all messed up, and he had to have uh, Tommy John surgery. But for me, look, the question is, he did enough for me, right? He did enough where I believe he's ready. But at at his level of of um, maturity and what he's had in the minor leagues, I mean. I think if he would have played out the rest of this year, you bank him as the center fielder. That's what I would have done. I think the Yankees are ready to do that now, even if he is ready earliest, right? Earliest Memorial Day weekend, June. Like, do you immediately bring him off the IL and off of this surgery and not give him extended run in AAA? Do you immediately bring him? I I, I just – I think – it sucks, but now I think you have to add center field to the shopping list in the offseason. Like, I just think – I don't know if you can count on him to be the starting center fielder next year. Do you just, like, have him a couple rehab games, and once he's ready, bring him up and make him the starting center fielder Another next year? thing like, is we're not guaranteed to be in a good spot. Like, we, you might be in a place where no. you can't bring a guy in that's rehabbing that could struggle. He's played nine AAA oh. games. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's going to have yeah. to start there again, and that brings me to the conversation around center field and potential guys to put in that spot. I mean, yeah. with, with Otani getting hurt and shutting down and clearing out his locker, a couple of weeks ago we heard that Mike Trout would be available, and C-Mac did was you, the first person did that Did you say I, Mike Trout? C-Mac was the first person that I ever heard even yes. suggest that or float yes. that idea. <laughs> and I think yes. C-Mac was at least a week ahead of – Oh, I was the way papers ahead, yeah. and uh, you know people putting that out there. Yeah, no, because I knew he would want out. Why would he want to stay if Otani's leaving? Why would he want to stay? And here, I know you're against it. I know a lot of Yankee fans are against it. I'm just going to ask you: Don't you want to stack the deck? Because I'm <laughs> I know just saying, what Trout like, is the well, Millville Meteor. I remember hearing yeah, that he was playing yeah. with high school kids when he was like 13. He was hitting better in high school. He so. is the greatest player of the generation. There's no doubt about it. Last year, he hit 40 home runs in a limited run. He still – I understand he's got a chronic back issue. That's not why he's out this year. He broke a, hand, a bone in his hand. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's been slow to recover from injury. I get it. He's on the wrong side of 30. I get it. He makes a lot of money. I get it. It's Mike Trout. He's Mike Trout. And I know he's right-handed, God forbid. Like, I care. I'm getting the greatest player in the generation. I care he's right-handed, not left-handed. Here's, the money coming off the books – pays for him right 
I would love to trade Stanton for him if the, if, if the Angels would do that in some sort of bad contract or bad contract. I don't know if Stanton's going to do that and be willing to do that, nor close enough ex- to home. Close enough I mean, to home. Maybe if you could swing that, then it's a no brainer. But even for me, if you can bring him in, I'll take my chances that he stays healthy and gives me a great player in the middle of the lineup and he can play left field. You pay for him with the money coming off the books with Donaldson and um, uh, Severino and different things. And I just, I, I don't think it's a guarantee he is going to be unhealthy forever. And I'm bringing in a great, great player. Like a great player. This is everyone says, and this is what bothers me about the immediate reaction. Yeah, I understand he's on the wrong side of the third injury. Uh, be the Yankees. What happened to the Yankees being the Yankees? <laughs> you go out and you get the great play. We're not the Tampa Bay Rays. We're not, uh, you know, one of these organizations. We're the New York Yankees. When's the last time they played in the upper echelon of the toy store? It's always, oh, bargain basement. They go to the bucket of balls and just yep. get whatever they can. They never want to shop at the top shelf. This is the top shelf. And I understand that it's a long contract. I'm not saying it's a, a no-brainer. And certainly there's a level on, of how much of his contract I'm willing to pay. There's a level of prospects I'm willing to give up. No, I'm not saying bring him here at all costs. Dominguez just had his arm hurt. Trade him Dominguez. Or, you know, I'm, I'm not crazy. It would have to be a reasonable, considering all the money he makes, you're either going to have to eat a lot of this money or you're going to get practically nothing of value in prospect. Nothing crazy. But, I mean, what we've seen from Pereira, I would trade Pereira for Mike Trout. I mean, what we've seen from different guys, like I'm willing to move some of the guys uh, in this organization to bring in a great player who would be in the middle of this lineup. We need good players. And what's the other options? Like this is what I talk about. You mentioned stacking the deck. This is a window of Judge and Cole. It's a short window. And I don't know what other options are out there to make this lineup better. I mean, do you want to take the chance on the player who's injured all the time? Like Mike Trout, who's the great player, without question, on the field, tremendous. Or do you want to go pay $200 million to Bellinger, who's right. been trash four out of the last five years? Not in, Had injury issues, too, but it's not just injury issues. Garbage. Designated for assignment. Bad. Now he's had a great resurgent year. I don't know what next year brings. I look at his last four years, and I see bad baseball. When I look at Trout, yeah, I see injuries, no doubt. But I see a player who still is Mike Trout, who has a 9-9 OPS, who hits 40 home runs in 110 games, who is one of the great players. He's only 33. Like, I understand what what the risks are. But at the same time, I want to win in this window because without with Cole and Judge, it is a Judge and Cole window. So I listen, I'm not going to move heaven and earth to make it happen. There are limits and parameters on what I'm willing to do because I do understand the downside. But people just want to poo poo it like we lost. The last thing we need is another 30 something year old off injured player. This is not Giancarlo Stanton. This is not, you know, some other off injured type player. This is a three time MVP, greatest player of the generation who, when he plays, is still just that. So yeah, his batting average has gone down a little bit. His power has not. And I, I just, to me, if you can go out and get great players, you you at least look into it. So I've been on this Mike Trout thing because I think it's an interesting option for the Yankees. I don't know about you. An outfield of Trout, Dominguez, and Judge doesn't sound that bad to me. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. My my initial thought was he's old. He's expensive. No, we yeah. need to get younger. We need to get – but like – when you compare the other option, the other option is Cody Bellinger because Cody right. Bellinger can play and, center. He could play left. Yeah. He can play first. 
but yeah. it's it's more of a roll of the dice with Cody yeah. Bellinger. He might so, come here and put on pinstripes. The pressure is too much. I'm not I'm not the guy that you're paying me to be. Then we're stuck with another contract. At least with Mike Trout, you, Mike Trout has never know. had a down year. Mike no. Trout, when he's healthy, is extremely effective on right. both sides of the ball. It's like he's from Jersey. Um, he'd be a lot closer to see his Eagles play. I yeah. remember specifically going to the stadium to see him as a rookie with the Angels when they had like pool hosts and like Mark Palumbo on a team. I don't even remember. I remember going Trump, when I didn't Trump. when I well, when I say Palumbo. Yeah, <laughs> that's how long ago that's how long ago it was. I'm like, uh, I remember going to the stadium back when I would only go to a, a game a year or maybe two to see Trout, um, yeah. Jersey legend. So I mean, if there's something there. Listen, and, and, and I think there's still an. It's not like I'm not saying just get older. There's still options to. Get, if you do something like that, right now you now I feel much more comfortable having a uh, a Dominguez in center field. I think you can trade Glaber Torres for younger players. It, it whether it be in the rotation, like I think you can get, trade Glaber Torres for a young, controllable starting pitcher who's pretty good, or get another uh, position. Then I then I give Peraza second base, and I'm young at shortstop. I'm young at second base. But I've added a great player who, if healthy, is one of the best players in baseball to pair with Judge. Get, tell me you go into a postseason series. And, and again, he's got to stay healthy. I get it. But when's the last, when would have we gone into a postseason series and felt like 2-3 is going to be two of the greatest players of their generation? This is David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez. This is a middle of the lineup that would be devastating. So – now, yeah, they have to do it, and and he's never been to a postseason. I think he would relish that idea. I think yeah. that he would really make the Angels, you know, if he he'd say, look, I'm going to the Yankees. If they're interested, that's it. Make it work. Uh, so I think the Mike Trout possibility is very interesting. I, I'm not saying trade anything crazy. Like, you know, I was I got into it with Paul Rosenberg, who produces for you, and he was the uh, one Friday I was working. He's like, it's it's it starts with, um, you know, Volpe and Dominguez. I'm like, no, it doesn't. But It doesn't not, have to. No, but there are things I won't do. That That, that is fair. I'm not going to trade the upper echelon. Now that both, Volpe and but, Dominguez are not waiting in the wings, now that yeah. like they've been let out of the, you know, like, uh-uh, I don't think, I think you can start no. the conversation and say those guys are all, obviously off limits. Right, give one of the pitchers. Uh, I mean, I know people are ho- hopeful with Beater or, or guys like that, but I would give – one of the pitchers, and I would give Pereira, and then I would take on most of that salary. That's what I would do. I would, I would look to stack the deck during this time period. You love to say it. I think we should. We we all want them to be Yankees, and then we don't want them to go out and acquire great players. Like, I, I what would you like them to do? You want to try and win next year, or do you want to go into a rebuild? Because I, I, I don't know about you. Win, no, they I, have to win next year, or Cashman. You can tell Cashman right. they hit the road midseason right. if they're struggling at the deadline. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to go – they're probably – it looks like they're going to go young with the starting pitching and go out and spend a ton of money on Yamamoto, right? He's – and That's what's going next. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, if, but can I just – all right, so let me just jump that conversation for a second because I, I know I'm the resident Brian Cashman defender. I understand I've gotten that moniker, and I'll just – I have to live with it. Uh, I've, I've, I've only said I think he should be fired 100 times, but it doesn't matter. I, I'll, it's I'll too give late him, now. I'll give, yeah. him, I'll give him credit for 98 and 99 World Series, so I must be some sort of blind Cashman lover. I mean, he was only the GM of the team. But, um, I mean, El Duque did nothing. When he brought in El Duque, he had no impact on that 98 <laughs> team. I know Derek Jeter was drafted before Brian Cashman got there, so Derek, he has no – He wasn't alone in that decision. He wasn't alone in making no, those yeah, decisions. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, why even give him credit for 09? 
was still the core, core four. When does Brian Cashman exactly start being on the record with the New York Yankees? Does he get he gets all the credit for losing those series that the tail? He literally the does everything period. behind I, the scenes. There's nothing that yeah. he's not involved in no, as I, far as what happens on the field. No, of course, but I'm saying, but like people don't want to give him credit for his early years where he I know. had all the success because that was Dream Stick Michael thing. What have you done for me lately? It's been right. too long, and yeah, well, that's true, and that's why Michael. Yeah. Right. No, I, that's why I want him gone. I'm, I'm, I want to start fresh. Total. That's where I am. I'm even as a Brian Cashman guy. I just don't think he's a dope, and I do want to give him credit for where he's deserved credit. But I'm, I'm willing to move on. But let me just say this because there was a little bit of back, a little bit of. I know I pay too much attention to Yankee Twitter sometimes, but the idea that Brian Cashman got flack for going to check out a Japanese pitcher who threw a no hitter, by the way. In the game that he went to go see. A great game to go to in any country. <laughs> right. Any so, country. I mean, the guy throws 100 miles an hour. I, I understand offense is the problem. But right now, look at the starting rotation. They don't need a starting pitcher. So he's out scouting to improve the team. And all he and he gets killed for not being there to celebrate a championship you don't want to give him credit for. Like, it's just, it's my, he should be at Yankee Stadium taking bows for a championship that happened 25 years ago. They, they wanted him out. at Old Timers Day to boo he, him, Chris. Yes. They wanted to be able to boo he, him. He shouldn't be out scouting and trying to make the team better next year. He should be at Yankee Stadium celebrating a championship from 25 years ago that you don't want to give him credit for just so you can let him hear the boos. And it's some sort of negative thing about him and the organization and the team that he's not there to celebrate that great championship that Japan they celebrate awesome every five this years. Time of year. Here, here's Tiki a clue. Barber just went out yeah. there around yeah. the same time. <laughs> here's a clue. They celebrated that team five years ago. They're going to celebrate the team again at their third. 30th anniversary and their 35th anniversary we celebrate that team over and over again all right did we really did we did we need we got all we needed from david wells he made enough interesting news <laughs> on the day of of that champ of, of that uh, celebration for the 98 team i'm glad that the gm who yes should be under the hot seat in my opinion should be told to go to japan and stay there indefinitely if he likes but He's out there trying to improve the team, and we still got to kill him because he's not there to take bows for a championship you don't even think he was a part of anyway. It drives me absolutely – these are the things that get me so mad. that That's why I get this cash and moniker because it's absolute nonsense. It's absolute you know, nonsense that that would bother a I didn't single Yankee that fan. conversation on air. I just like – I saw people talking about that, and it's just like this guy can't win. I, go to Japan. No. Go to Japan. Can't win. Go watch this guy throw a no-hitter. If he wants to be a Yankee, uh, Yama the Yankee sounds good to me. I was a big Masahiro Tanaka guy. If he's the next Tanaka, go get him. Go sign him. If you don't want to be at Old Timers Day, I don't want to be at Old Timers Day either. They don't play the game anymore. Maybe he was ducking Jeter. I don't know why people had a problem. When, when you already have a problem with the guy, when, for like you want to you make signs and T-shirts and, and boo him, you, you already have a yeah. problem with the guy for being physically there, which Cashman is there every game. Like I know where his suite yeah. is like, Cashman is there. It's his job. He has an office, all that stuff. So yeah. why kill him when he goes on a recruiting trip? Right. Because I don't know. It just didn't make sense. No. Either. I didn't. I, I, I think yeah. I might have one call up around there. I'm just like, you guys are idiots. Like he's trying to yeah, no, he's gotta, doing the work. He's literally doing the work that you say he has to do. Right. He has. To, he signed Carlos Rodon last year. We're not sure about that. Now he's on the trail to get the next big fish and just showing face as the Yankees GM might turn other GMs away. Like, oh, well, we're not going to be able to compete with the Mets, the Yankees, and whoever else is in line for this guy's services. Sign him. Sign him. 
Yeah, no, uh, and I, I just that one bothered the hell out of me. And then while we're on it too, well, because I, I get a lot of it. There's a, a a gentleman on Twitter named Brian Cashman blows. So he's very, uh, he's obviously very. I've seen you know, the fair. I, I might he's, have he's, him muted. Yeah, he's he's very fair in his thought process, but um, you could tell by the name of his Twitter handle. But um, and not to give him a pop, I probably shouldn't have. But he's a good, he's a good enough guy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, to continue continue on that thought process. The other one that came out uh, was when Hein Bloom got fired. So yeah. Bloom, when Bloom gets fired from the Red Sox, and it's suddenly like, in what world? Should another executive for the for the Boston Red Sox, a Boston Red Sox team, mind you, that has won four championships since the Yankees last won one. In what world should that GM be fired before Brian Cashman? In what world? Well, they finished last in the four <laughs> year. Like I, is, I, I did not, I did not do that with, I did yeah. not do that with Yankee fans either. It's so dumb. They're like, see, the Red Sox are willing to move on yeah. and part away. I'm like, right, because yeah, this guy was no good and. He got the job at age 35 or 36, and yeah. he was like one of the young minds. They thought they were yeah. getting a guy that they would have for 25 years like a cashman, but he's been terrible. He traded away Mookie Betts. <laughs> traded away Mookie Betts. And not only that, let me – and then he hasn't won a championship with the Red Sox. They finish in last place all the time. And for all you Brian Cashman haters out there who want him fired, what do you say? Go out there and find a young executive for one of these great franchises, the Rays or the Dodgers or the, the Braves. Go out and find one of their young executives and bring them in here. Well, that's what the Red Sox did. You were probably clamoring for how great the Red Sox are when they did it back then. And yet he was awful. I mean, and it's not just the Mookie Best trade. It's the Trevor Story signing. Yep. It's 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 all the kinds of they moves lost Xander Bogarts. Yeah, um, they let Xander Bogarts go. Had like, to overpay oh. Devers. They yeah. didn't handle Devers' situation correctly. Nope. Um, I, I talked about it. I talked about it on my Tell Me Something Cool. I tried to talk about it one night, but football started. Nobody was calling about it. But I'm like, yeah. the no, Red Sox yeah. have a uh, plan to redevelop Fenway. Fenway Sports Group, by 2027, they want to host – either the 2025 all-star game or the 2027 all-star game. They're building apartments, office building. They're redoing that whole space. So they don't have another four years to waste on high right. bloom. Um, yeah. They thought Alex Verdugo and uh, Gruzdar Bratterall and the return yeah, G- that they got. They thought, Downs. Yeah, they thought that they got a decent return for Mookie Betts, but Mookie's going to finish second in the NL MVP voting this year. Yep. And they're potentially going to finish last. And you can't compare <clears> the two because, like, in the time that Heim Bloom, just the, the four years that Heim Bloom was um, the the general manager or the the base chief of baseball operations for the Red Sox, the Yankees have gone to two ALCSs. Like yeah. it's not the same type of thing. It's, it's it's not, but it cracks me up. This and these are these are things I haven't been able to talk about because football is dominated. The Yankees haven't become uh, relevant, but like it's just it boggles my mind. I I, I don't know what it is. And this is why I get the moniker I do, just because, like, there's fair and there's unfair. Fair, haven't been to a World Series since 09. Haven't won a World, World Series since 09. And it's just been long enough. And it's time to move on from Brian Cashman. Fair. Brian Cashman's never won a championship. Those are Gene Stick Michaels teams. Uh, you know, Brian Cashman is hated by the team because he runs and hides on celebrations to go to Japan. Like he should be fired over other executives to get fired. Like that's when it's just like, you know, we, we go, we go, we don't realize what's going on here, but it doesn't matter. But uh, so that's just two of the things I want to get off my chest. We haven't done a podcast in a while. And the Yankees haven't played meaningful games. Let's be honest. That was a, 
the, the, that three-game sweep against the, the Astros really felt like, and to go along with Dominguez and what was going on there, that felt like the highlight of the year to at least stick it to them and play spoiler. Now, they've they turned it around and absolutely pounded the Texas Rangers after that. Right after. And now and, and now they're leading in the division again. But I'll tell you the truth, like moving forward, if you want to just get past the, the, the series, I know we're short on time here, uh, the Boston series where they take three out of four and then Pittsburgh, looking forward, there's one thing left to well, two things left for me to do. One inwardly and and selfishly for the Yankees is finish above 500. Yep. Uh, maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe it's better if they just burn out. So it's so no. embarrassing. I think we're finished with that a point. winning record. I want to finish with a winning record. I do. I think it's important for me uh, as a Yankee fan. I don't want to have a losing record. I want to at least be over 500. So let's do that. But then two is without question and probably even more than finishing with with a winning record. I want to make sure that these fraud bum Toronto Blue Jays do not get into the postseason. I want to make sure Vladimir Guerrero, who doesn't want to sign with the Yankees because he likes beating the Yankees, which, by the way, <laughs> he never does in a big spot ever. Chumps. I want to make sure. Frauds. That's, that is the highlight. There are six games against Toronto starting tomorrow. I want to take a minimum four. I'd love to take five. But ultimately, I want to be the reason that those bums – do not make the postseason. I want to make sure the Toronto Blue Jays are not playing postseason baseball because, one, I have no fear that they won't win a single game in the postseason if they get there because they're yet to do that. But this team that has been so overhyped and, you know, so – and Vladimir Guerrero, by his own admission, decided to just go ahead and be the Yankee villain at the start of the year and make the comments he made. Fine. You want to be the Yankee villain? You want to talk about how much you like to beat the Yankees? Here you go. Why don't you get on a hot streak and go make the playoffs? I know you won't because you're a bunch of frauds, that team. So I, that's to me, you don't get a chance as a Yankee fan to play spoiler. I'm not I'm not glad we're playing spoiler. I wish we were worried about teams trying to play spoiler against us. But that is one of the benefits here. You can be a very, uh, you know, deeply flawed and kind of person who can hate others. Like we're allowed to do that now. And I want to hate the Toronto Blue Jays, and I want to make sure that they don't get into the postseason. So for me, that's what's left in this miserable Yankee season as we play out the stretch to take four of six and win both these series and put a real dent in Toronto making the postseason. And I think that can happen. Garrett Cole is supposed to face them on the 21st, and then he's in line to face them uh, the 26th, I believe. So there's a chance that Cole pitches the last game of – that series and then one two three four five pitches the first game of that series and the last part i want to add is this guy's got to win the al cy young yeah it sucks that they just you know don't win games that he has started but that's not going going to be a factor um at this point i think it's pretty much locked up as long as he doesn't have a clunker and his era doesn't go up crazy um garrett cole should be your 2023 AL yeah, bar, Young winner. Barring, barring really bad uh, a couple of last starts to end out the season, I think you're right. They, they would even have to be really bad. I think most people, especially for a, a dead Yankee team, and uh, I would think most people wouldn't take too much in account. But, I mean, if his numbers do balloon. But the wins, I wouldn't worry about it. It's not, it's not t- even 10 years ago or more than that where wins were really something we look at with starting pitching. I don't think anyone really looks at wins as a determining factor. Sure. If someone had, you know, crazy 27 and three record or something like that, you needed a category to separate a guy. Right. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if I would even do that to be honest with you. So I'm not too worried about that, but 
It's not, not going to stop him. They it's don't not, care. It's not I mean, something they can hold against him. No, nah, the bullpens are so pre- prevalent in today's day and age. They go to the bullpen so quickly. I don't think anyone really puts wins in that kind of category anymore. So you're right. That's another thing. But I feel like he's got that wrapped up. And, and let's just you know take a take a moment in these in this miserable series. You know, it's it's it sucks that this is the year he really had this great year because you would have loved to have seen it and continue into the postseason. Not that he's been bad. He's been a very good Yankee. Uh, even in his, you know, the years that weren't Cy Young worthy, he's been a very solid Yankee. And last year in the postseason was terrific. But this year, I mean, he was the one bright spot. And watching him and Ben Royfett has been one of the more joyful things towards the end of the year, watching those two guys, like him just literally drag him through every start. It's just been it's been fun to watch. Uh, I'm sure Ben Rothfeld hates him, but uh, uh, he probably I, loves him. He's, he oh, wants to do know. better, just can't. <laughs> He's probably a big know. Garrett Cole fan. Never I, thought I, he'd be I, in this position. I doubt it very much. I think he's probably. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he you can tell it. that's that's so obvious. <laughs> when he shook him off and he said, "Whatever the f you want." Yeah, <laughs> I know. but I saw. <laughs> I love watching. I loved watching them, but he's been. Really, just an incredible year. Every start, he's been money. Uh, he's put away the idea of the sticky stuff. Not that it ever was too much, too loud for me personally, but there were people out there. No, he, he could never. His, he, yeah. his bounce back year from giving up over 30 home runs. Yeah. An American League Cy Young. Yeah. Round of applause no, for, for Garrett Cole. He's, yeah, earned, he, he's earned my respect. No doubt. And he's seen, you know, he's, he's had to deal with this miserable year. Uh, you know, blown games blown for him and just pitching in, you know, meaningless games down the stretch, which I'm sorry he didn't think, think he was signing on for. I mean, he gets paid well to do it, but really just an, a very, very a great year. He deserves the Cy Young. And I think that's really the highlight. When you think back on the year, ultimately 2023 will be the disappointment, but the one shining light will be that Garrett Cole really became the best pitcher in the American League. And now, listen, it's got to continue. You can't revert, revert back to 30 home runs because hopefully they're going to put a team around him that can win next year. And you're going to need the same kind of thing because right now the rotation is kind of scary. Rodon has the last two starts look better, at least gotten some swing and miss and some strikeouts, which is his calling card. You always want to, even if he struggles and gives up home runs, the year is kind of wasted, but you want to see the, the best of them, which was just the strikeout. I mean, the K per nine was what really sold us on. Wow. Look at this guy over the last two years. So to see strikeouts again, to see swing and misses, uh, I don't care who he's facing. Just and I don't even care if he gives up runs. Quite honestly, he's in mid-season form. This guy started yeah, throwing in July. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it's it's him, Cole. Uh, who knows about Nesta Cortez? Oh, Severino. Uh, we haven't sh- talked about Severino. Severino. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I I think that was a you know he said he felt like he got shot. Yeah. That was his last pitch as a Yankee. I don't think they bring no him doubt. back under any circumstance. Nah, I don't know. I don't know how you could unless he really comes to them. You know. Uh, head in hand I'll, and I'll, just says, look, I want to be play a, for a, a, a single me, ride Metro card or a yeah. limited Metro card. No, yeah, no, like you see, yeah, give me what IKF makes and I'll come back for a year. Like that's <laughs> like if he wants to make six, seven million dollars and pitch, have a proof it year with the New York Yankees with no promises and no expectations and everything earned, then I'd be into it, I suppose, because I do think the the ceiling is still what we saw at different times, even parts of this year, but mainly his entire career as a Yankee. So I'd be open to it. But for the most part, no, I think someone else will probably give him more money. Steve, Steve Cohen will throw a couple Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, but so, yeah, and it's unfortunate because he ends as, 
you know, stereotypical and, and something that that marks his whole career with injury. I mean, to have it end on an unforeseen injury, but that's the thing. I would be scared to do anything with him because he just never pitches, man. He just never – he never pitches. So Yeah, I'm over it. I, I mean, yeah. I, there was a point where I loved Severino because I thought he was the sure. homegrown ace, but, man, he's a guy the that side. we – Name another starting pitcher besides him. Like, name another – like, Clark Nestor Schmidt now. Well, Clark Schmidt we now, but, like, Phil Hughes, Chin yeah. Ming Wong. Like, yeah, you know, it's not name, something we ever really have. No, they do not develop starting pitching. They they just haven't. They've done – they'll bring up guys you never heard of and be the best relievers in baseball for six months or yeah. for three months at a time. They've done an incredible job with that with some of their arms. But a legitimate starting pitcher, which is another conversation about King – I think next year you got to go into with Michael King being a member sure. of this rotation. Sure. Like, I, I think he, he's – I don't know if he's probably better at his best. If he was doing both at their best, he's probably still a better eighth inning guy. I would probably – I would still venture to say that. But he's not so good at that that it's not worth giving him a chance. And they 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 find guys who do that. Yeah. Like they find guys who come up and pitch well in the bullpen. I trust – Brian Cashman in this regime to give me another guy in the bullpen. We're forgetting about the, guys because they're hurt, but like Loisaga is another story. He ends yeah, up back on the IL. Keenan Middleton ends up on the IL. We see Zach McAllister, who they drafted in 2006, get yeah. his first start in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankees love but, doing stuff like that. Second yeah, I, I, I think I think next year you go into the season with King as a, uh, you know, battling for a rotation spot without question. And I think he ba- it always makes sense to me because as great as he is in the eighth inning, he throws two innings, see him in three days. Like, what's the point? Might as well make him a starting pitcher. Like I he doesn't yeah, pitch enough in the bullpen. If that's how so, you're going to use him, sure. Yeah. So that, that's that's an interesting move, thing moving forward. But for me, you know, now that we're in this, you know, to me it's, all right, yeah, let's finish off the Cy Young season. Let's keep Toronto out of the postseason. And then it's looking at what moves can you make in the se- season. And as great as Gleyber Torres has been, I'm still on the the biggest move for me is to trade Gleyber Torres. That's still for me. I, 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 I Been fine with it. <laughs> he's, had a, he's had a great year. He really has. He's been better in the second half. He's oh, the one guy. He's in the Pittsburgh good. series, they came back yes. to win the game because Pittsburgh literally just did what the Pirates do in the top of the ninth. But Glaber let that ball just nonchalantly go under his glove. And I'm like, this is why I can't trust this guy. Yeah. Like The Yankees don't sweep teams, right? They couldn't sweep the, the Pirates. They couldn't sweep the Red Sox. Couldn't sweep the Tigers twice. But you got a guy like Glaber Torres with the game on the line doing bonehead stuff like that consistently. Yeah. It's consistent yeah. with this guy. Just wait for it. Yeah. Just wait no. for it. It's going to happen. So No, it's true. And, it, and it seems to happen on plays like that where he has to take Make a second. Play. To... Yeah, he, not wasn't, a, that's okay. he wasn't sure know. what he wasn't sure what to do. He wasn't sure if he was going to get that ball and step on second base, if he was going to have if he was going to have time to do that, throw to first. And ball. it's almost like I listen, I agree. I agree. That's why I would move on from him just because I don't think I'd keep him. I think I can get young players for him. I, I think there's enough value there that a team would be willing to take him on. Uh, and I think you can make s- some interesting changes. And then you put Peraza at second base. <coughs> Excuse me. Or even you start the year with a platoon of LeMahieu and Peraza. Like, you you know, that who LeMahieu has come around a little bit. Peraza started, has hit. Uh, he surprised yeah, me. Nine-game hitting streak, right? Yeah, I mean – Cabrera's got the hitting streak. I, I know Peraza might have a hitting streak too, but like he yeah. won, he won that game, the um the night game in the doubleheader in, in Fenway yeah. 
After yeah. Judge had the grand slam, Peraza hit the home run to win it. I'm like, okay, this kid is coming along. Maybe that's all the confidence that he needs. It bodes well for next year. If you got to move on from Glaber, I'm not going to hold you up on that. And that's all we've got. I got to go blow my nose a little bit under the weather, but champed it out. I feel like, you know, 50 minutes, that's a good recap. That's a good, uh, you know, get back to where we are. And obviously now we have this series coming up, not today, uh, tomorrow. The podcast will come out tonight, Monday, uh, the 18th. And then you've got three against Toronto at home, three against the Diamondbacks at home. And that's the last homestand. So looking forward to that. We'll be back at some point. We'll figure it out. I can't put a promise on the time or date. But uh, subscribe to the pod. Thanks for listening. Anything else you got, C Mac? No, that's it. Go beat those Blue Jays. That's uh, it's that's the highlight oh, yeah. of the year. Play play spoiler. Yeah, totally play spoiler. If you couldn't sweep anybody else, man, find a way oh. to sweep one of those series, and I'll forget about the other ones. Absolutely. You know what? And even I don't even and sweep it in Toronto. Make it painful. Sweep the next series. I don't care. Like that's that's the one I really want to, to go in the in into their building and and cost them the second to last series of the year and knock them out of the playoffs. That would be tremendous. Yeah, that's how pet. That's how sad and petty and pathetic we are. And that's no, that's not. That's that's, that's how you. That's, that's, all, sounds, that's all we got left. That's all we got. No, left. That sounds accurate. That sounds how you should be as a Yankee <laughs> fan. The last thing I'll say is, you know, Vladdy talked about. Oh, two years ago was the uh, trailer, the preview. Last year mm-hmm. was the movie. What a sequel. It would yeah. be if the New York Yankees play spoiler and knock them out. They're just a game or two out of the wild card and come up short in 2023. Yep. Um, I'll be for pulling it. for it as much as anything else this year. That's for sure. And then we'll see. We'll have plenty of stuff to get into the offseason. There's no doubt. I'll see, we'll see what this owner is going to do uh, immediately. I would think there would have to be some sort of – I think he's got his mind made up on what happens with Cashman and Boone. I would think it would probably be soon upon. In I, my I notes, think- I had yeah. that – you know, after the whole Martian landing and the sweep of Houston, Hal Steinbrenner came out and said that they're going to do a deep dive into everything yeah. uh, we do. Okay. And uh, then he went on to say that we traded away too many guys in the last few years. Uh, we're looking to bring in possibly an outside company to really take a look at analytics and what yeah. we do. Baseball operations in general, we're going to have some very frank conversations with each other. This year was absolutely unacceptable. Yep. I mean, look, he's when the one thing, everything else I agree with what he said, except the we trade away too many guys. Not that I disagree with that comment, but how? Because you're you're one of the main reasons. You can't tell me. We know how <laughs> Brian Cashman loves his prospect. And he was on, on. I quoted I during one of those Meredith interviews, those long form Meredith interviews that happened earlier in the season. Verbatim, he said, I told Brian Cashman, go get me Joey Gallo. That's what he said. Go get me Joey Gallo. So mm. it's tough when you're the owner who never <laughs> gives up on a season, who never gives up on a season, always make the sure the Yankees are chasing we're gonna it. Have in and, recent then, history. and then tells the general manager, go get me Joey Gallo. So it's tough to blame the general manager and say, we've traded away a lot of guys. Yeah. Because you insist on competing for championships and rightfully so, but don't, don't then throw out comments like, uh, you know, we've traded away a lot of guys when you're in the office going, go get me Joey Gallo. Like, and that's not the only time he's ever said, go get me. I'm sure. So, but other than that, yeah, do the deep dive. I'm with it. Bring in some sort of outside. Typically, it would have been Brian Cashman is going to do a deep evaluation on himself and the job, and he'll report to me, and we'll discuss our findings. Like, I totally expected that. So the idea that he's going to have someone come in and look at the job Brian Cashman's done, 
Uh, I'm I'm totally on board with they should do something like that. But I just don't think, you know, I, I joked when that came out. I said it's going to be the officially the the trial of Brian Cashman for the first time ever. I, I remember hearing. Think- uh- yeah, the I, afternoon I don't, I don't, you filled in, and yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just don't think they'll be sentencing. I, I don't think they'll do it right now. I, <laughs> Me either. I, it's yeah, all eyewash. It's like, yeah, it's okay, be, sounds good. Reads good. We'll see what it's, happens. It's going to be a long. The jury will be sequestered for months at a time. It's going to be a long process, but it is at least the first time that the that the owner has recognized that they need to look into how they do business. Because last year it was, hey, we do great business. We just had injuries. Like that's been the moniker. That's been. How they go about the off seasons? We do. We've done. We're all buttoned up. We're on top of it. It's we're 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 a good balance between analytics and scouts. We do everything right. If you look at it, we had the best record in baseball in the first half. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Hey, we made it to the LCS. Hey, what are you going to do? The Red Sox were the best team in baseball and went through the postseason like a hot knife through butter. Hey, what are you going to do? Game six Make of the LCS. And excuses, like, right? Yeah, go. We yeah. won a division. We won this. So, so at least it's recognizing. Hey, maybe everything Something- you're doing has Isn't gone wrong exactly and we need right. to fix yeah. this yeah i'm with yeah. you i would yeah. love to be on trial for uh you know i'd, yeah, be, I'd love be to be in the jury yeah, yeah I, have, I have jury duty coming up i'm trying to get out of yeah. them like i have yeah. to take care of a child during the day and i work at night and they're like no you just will not, not go to your day. job and not take care of your kid you should yeah, still be here in october i'm like no i yeah. I, I actually can't so yeah no, just just tell them you don't think brian cashin should be fired they'll be like this guy's <laughs> crazy yeah this guy's nuts <laughs> they were like you're unfit to be on this you're, you're unfit all right folks that's all we've got bxb yeah. the bronx baseball podcast and uh obviously the yankees are six and a half games out but we're not the types to tell you that there's still a chance but there's still games left and there's still something to watch for and root for at least they made yankees baseball watching tolerable again at least i could watch the games there was a oh, stretch yeah. Through that nine-game losing streak, I'm like, I can't even make direct eye contact yeah. with the game. I'm just waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Yeah, brutal. No, it was. This as you know, this is the worst season of my lifetime. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be. I'm going to be 40 no, in it December. Is. It's the worst season of my lifetime. I mean, and I, I can't help but at least acknowledge that that's a, that's an impressive thing to say. It's that's it's a positive and negative at the same time. Like it's to ha- to be 40 years old and never have a worse season than probably. Having the Cy Young winner and having an above uh, 500 record and missing the postseason by five games, like that's the worst it's been. And I'm 40 years old. That's that's pretty good. But at the same got time, to it see is still, B, got to see Dominguez. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not the worst thing ever, but it is it's pretty bad. It's as bad as we've seen. So things need to change. We need to stack that deck. Go get Mike Trout. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's all we've got. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. Later. <laughs>